This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. podcast my name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast so the European Championships 2020 are finally underway in 2021 this is going to cause so much confusion in years to come I'm thinking of my younger self in 30 or so years time trying to unpick why it just wasn't called Euro 2021 and then getting lost in a Wikipedia rabbit hole of international tournament football. Anyway, the usual podcast episodes, well, they are out there. The previews, the reviews, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. This is a bit of a special episode, as when the draw was made for the tournament, we knew that we'd face Croatia and the Czech Republic, but there was a vacant space. It was going to be the winners of Playoff Pathway C, a group that contained Scotland, Norway, Serbia and Israel. Of course, we all knew who we wanted, the old enemy. And they were drawn against Israel in a one-off game at Hamden. They scraped through with a 5-3 penalty win after the game finished goalless. They wouldn't beat either Norway or Serbia, would they? Let's be honest, that's what we were all thinking. Serbia beat Norway 2-1 after extra time, setting up the final to be played in Belgrade, Serbia against Scotland, November 2020. Scotland took the lead, Serbia equalised in the last minute, taking it to the extra half an hour of extra time. No goals, shootout it was. Aleksandr Mitrovic has to score for Serbia. And Marshall has saved! Yes! One big yes! It's a happy ending for Scotland for a change! The time has come! Scotland will be part of Euro 2020! England versus Scotland, it's the oldest FIFA-recognised international football match and it's been a thing since the 30th of November 1872 as that was when England travelled to Glasgow for a nil-nil draw at the West of Scotland Cricket Club ground. Yes, a cricket ground. It's still there, Hamilton Crescent. And I should know, because I've done a previous podcast from there. Just search Three Lions Podcast, England's first game. It's a good one, even if I do say so myself. So since then, the two sides have met each other 114 times. England winning 48 of them, Scotland 41, and there have been 25 draws. The most recent game was a World Cup qualifier in 2017, which only seems like yesterday. It ended 2-2, Harry Kane scoring at the death to keep Scotland from claiming victory in the fixture since 1999. Many of the fixtures, well, they've been friendlies, if you can really call the fixture that. Many of them were known as home championship games. 
Some of these doubled up as World Cup qualifiers, but not as we know them now. Or during the 1980s, there was the Rouse Cup. Other than bragging rights, it's only in the last few decades where the result has really had some meaning. Obviously, Euro 96. There was the Euro 2000 playoff games in 1999. Or as I mentioned, the qualifiers for the Russia 2018 World Cup. So once I'd picked myself up off the floor, when I saw Scotland had qualified, one of my first thoughts was, I need to do a specific episode on this fixture. How would I do it? Would I look at the early days? Would I look in depth at particular games? Notably, the 9-3 England win in 1961. Or there was the time when Scotland fans invaded the Wembley pitch in 1977 after they won 2-1, tearing the pitch up, breaking the crossbar. I then progressed to getting fans' memories of the fixture, which is where we are now. It's been a long wait for this one, what with the postponement of the tournament. So to warm you up for the game between the two sides on Friday the 18th of June... At Wembley, here are seven England fans' memories of the famous old fixture. I'd like to welcome Trevor Eastall, Norwich fan, who's uh, here to tell us about England versus Scotland back in 1979. Trevor, you all right? Hello, Russell. Yes. 1979. Yes, I went to watch um, England versus Scotland, uh, May 1979. It was my first ever England game live. Well, at Wembley? At Wembley, yes, yes. I was given a ticket. I think it was only about a fiver, and I turned up, and I'd never seen so many Scotsmen in my life. <laughs> I was just looking at the attendance. It's like 100,000, supposedly. Oh, yes. There. Yeah, it was for every game then. Wow. A lot of Scots there, you say. Oh, yes. Yeah, they were everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Have they been around in London? In London beforehand and seen them about? We only arrived on the day of the game. My mate drove down there who got us the ticket and we went to to Wembley. Uh, It was only the second time I think I'd been to Wembley. And and I turned up there and I I bought an England scarf, which I've still got. (laughs) And um, yeah, went to watch the game. I I have very fond memories of it as England won 3-1. I clearly remember the third goal when England were 2-1 up. Mm. Kevin Keegan was running through and he passed it to Brooking, who passed it back, and the commentator was going, Keegan, Brooking, Keegan, and uh, Keegan puts it in for a 3-1. So you've got, you've got memories of the act, of like the TV then? Yes, yeah, because I, <laughs> I watched the highlights on TV once I got home. Right. <laughs> Keegan, Brooking breaking forward. The attention away from Keegan, there's the one two, and it's 3 1. And the Scots defence sliced the bar. The one two with Brooking, the man he employed George playing with so well, perfectly played at the right pace by Brooking, and Scotland hadn't got a hope. Because, yeah, I mean, looking at it, it was um, Peter Barnes scored, you say, Steve Coppel got the second one, Kevin Keegan got the third one, but Scotland took the lead. John Walk, you being a, uh, a Norwich fan, and John Walk, an Ipswich player. Yes. I mean, what was the atmosphere like? Do you remember? Oh, terrific. Yeah, I'd never experienced anything like that. I mean, the only time I'd been to Wembley before was the 75 League Cup final, which was nothing like England, Scotland. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, it was awesome Go, going down Wembley Way, all these Scots everywhere. Because <laughs> wasn't it a couple of years beforehand, the game where they pulled the crossbar down? Yes, it was, yes, because England had beaten Scotland in 75-5-1. Jerry Francis got a couple. 77, Scotland pulled the crossbar down and took it back to Glasgow, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the story goes. Right. How you get that on a train, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, well, didn't see many trouble on the one that you went to. No, no. Um, I was talking to everybody. And then I went again two years later in 1981, but that was a pretty drab and boring game. England, uh, Scotland won that one 1-0. I believe it was a John Robertson penalty from, from what I can remember. But uh, yeah, the 79 one was the one that I'll always stick in my mind. You still got your programme. Well, did you get a programme that day? I did, but I've no idea where it is now. I know where the scarf is. <laughs> it wasn't. A, was it a half and half one like you get now? No, no, no. It was a, a silk one. It's not moth eaten now. <laughs> no, no. It hangs upstairs on my <laughs> rail in there with my souvenirs. Okay. <laughs> nice one. Thank you for that. You're welcome, Russell. I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Les Gasson. You must have been to plenty of Scotland games, have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few. Yeah, first one didn't didn't go too well. What was that one? It uh, was uh, when we lost. Uh, it was back in, I think it was eighty five. Right. Um, that was the first one I went to away. Um, up in Glasgow, didn't have tickets. We drove up in a van and slept overnight in a van, and we bought tickets in a pub. Um, full of Scottish fans. We got there early and um, it was the first ones in this massive great pub. And by the time all the jocks were coming in, we'd had about three or four pints. So we were a little bit more relaxed. And these lads came over and uh, all tartened up and said, the English. I said, yeah, I can't do accents, by the way. <laughs> and he said, you're up for the match? I said, yeah, you got tickets? No. I said, do you want tickets? Well, yeah, if you can get them. And about, they come back five minutes later, tickets for, for all of us. Yeah. Um, face value so that was a great start uh, but we only lasted about 10 minutes in the ground I think 10-15 minutes you're in the um, wrong end the way, tickets yeah. well, well the tickets were in the big terrace end behind the goal with all these 17 to 25 year olds all <laughs> mess we had about the, the the bottom three or four steps um, there's a load of Leeds fans there who were charging up the terracing and hitting the, the first row and you imagine the, the, the big terraced end at the, the old Hamden, mm. and it was massive. And we thought, we're going to die, because they were throwing stuff at us, and it was all like threatening to come down and do something. But these Leeds fans in the front, they were just mad, absolutely bloody mad. But uh, just after kickoff, the police and the security come open the gate to the fence and took us all out onto the pitch. And uh, they said they're going to put us in with the rest of the England fans in the corner. But they just marched us all out of the ground. So we never even saw the game. Oh, and we really? lost one nil. We <laughs> lost one nil with uh, that ginger red set of half bloke scored. I forget his name now. I think he played for Spurs. And it was taken on again by McLeish. Here's Jim Betts. And Goff, a goal! 68 minutes gone and Scotland take the lead. So, yeah, that, that didn't go down too well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit. Rough. It started off well and ended ended well. Then it got bad, and then it ended well when we stopped off on the way back and uh, in this bar and we 
won the pool competition in the local pub. Didn't go down too well with the locals, <laughs> being English. No. So they were quite happy because they beat us 1-0, so they was all right. That'd be seven years until the two nations met again in quite possibly the biggest game between the two. Euro 96, Wembley Stadium, the sunshine, and Justin Dan, Chelsea, an England fan, was there. Justin, you all right? Yeah, hello. You all right? Yeah, very good. Thank you. We went to all the games in Euro uh, 96 because we were travel club members. And if we write off the Switzerland game because it was a terrible game, then we had Scotland and, and Holland, which lived long in the memory just because of the atmosphere, there was that Three Lions song. I, I still tell people to this day, even people who don't even like football, it's the noisiest atmosphere I've ever been in in my life. And I've been going to football, live football, since I was about six years old. Yeah. It was it was absolutely incredible. And I don't think we played particularly well against Scotland, but it doesn't really matter when it's Scotland, does it? We, Not at all. There was just that few minutes when uh, they had a penalty and the things I remember most about it is his old, uh, was it McAllister? Not McAllister. It was McAllister, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he took the penalty, didn't he, McAllister? Yeah, he took the, and, he, and he had a little slip. And, of course, Seaman saved it. And then there was a little bit more play. And then, of course, uh, we all know what happened next with Gaza. And I think those few minutes is probably definitely my, fi- my favourite moments watching England and possibly my favourite m- moments watching football ever. Now, let's see whether McAllister's nerve will hold. Yeah! A brilliant save! McAllister holds his head. And Scotland denied an equalising goal. Oh, here's Gascoigne. Gascoigne, he can finish it here! Paul Gascoigne! 2-0! Would you believe it? From one end of the field to the other... The crowd are in raptures. The England players too. When it could so easily a minute ago have been 1-1. Seaman saved, kept England ahead. And now Gascoigne has increased it to 2-0. It was just perfect. The atmosphere, as I say, noisiest I've ever seen in any football ground in my life. And I'm going back to watching Fulham as a kid with my dad and then Brighton and then Chelsea and then all over Europe watching England and Chelsea. But there was nothing. The three lions, Badil and Skinner thing, yeah. roaring around the old Wembley like that. And of course, you know, it was different, the old Wembley to the new one. Yeah. Where, where yeah, else were just, you in the old ground for this game? We were behind the goal where the penalty was taken. Oh, you were the same end as me then? Yeah, we were so behind the, that goal. And of course, the Scots the were to the left. Saved it. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 my, it's funny how your memory plays tricks on you because at the, for ages afterwards, I thought they took the penalty and then went straight down the other end and Gaza scored. It's probably because we were all going mental in the in the ground. But it's only when you watch it back on the telly you realise there's actually a couple of minutes in between. Yeah, where sort of not much is happening. Uh, do you remember that? Who was it? Um, the spoonbender guy. Oh, Yuri Geller. That's it. There was something about him as well, wasn't there? About that he was getting involved at the time, and the Scots claimed that he he made the ball <laughs> <He> move. Made... <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, he's full of something, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I say, we, as we've just found out, I was at the same end as you. And obviously, Gaza scored at the other end. And, yeah. And in all this time, what are we, 25, 26 years later, 
Yeah. I never knew at the time what how they were celebrating, like obviously doing the dentist chair at the other end. Yeah. I didn't know that until like I'd got home later that night and, and was seeing it on the telly. All I could see was like a massive no. bodies. That's the thing, isn't it? When you, when it, when a goal goes in, particularly in the old days when it was not quite so uh, sensible as it is now, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't really know what's happening on the pitch because you're all going mad yourselves. Yeah, but yeah, I di- I don't remember seeing that at the time, but obviously it's it's famous now. One mm. of the most famous celebrations there there's ever been, I would think. You're probably right. Yeah, it's kind of etched into our memories, and we never we don't really remember seeing it at the time. It's all because it's been on the telly. Yeah, and it was it was so emotional for them because they'd had a lot of all the press having a go at them. They'd really t- had a hard time in the p- papers, and they'd played rubbish against Switzerland. As it was almost as if it was forgiveness from everybody, and they were showing that we don't care what people say. We're, we're a good football team, and we and we're going to win. And I don't know. It kind of gave it full circle from the bad stuff in the press, and then we beat beating Scotland. And they're saying, you know, doesn't matter what happened in Hong Kong. Yeah. It's what happens on the pitch that counts. Absolutely right. Euro 96 was, in general, as a whole, obviously, you know, losing the semis is never yeah. nice. And no. But the whole tournament, was, it was just absolutely amazing. And we were so lucky to uh, to go to every game. Yeah. Still lives lives fondly in my memories, that's for sure. Euro 2000 was at stake, but we had to get past Scotland to get there. Two legs, home and away. Gavin Haig, Newcastle fan, was there. Gavin, welcome along. Hello there, Russell. You were there? I was, yes. Hamden Park. It was uh, the first of two games, wasn't it? The winner would go to Euro 2000. Go on, tell us about it. Oh, right. Where do I start with it? It was a playoff game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool, I remember. How it worked for ourselves is um, we were in the England Members Club and went there many games around that time. Went home and away. We, you know, I remember three or four years, never missed a home game and went to a few away along the lines, like of Luxembourg. What stood out from, from Scotland is um, it was up in, uh, up in Hampton Park and we all got tickets for the game. There was four of us and we drove up from Durham. Now, I remember I was the one who was driving. So obviously I drove up and what I remember about this, we had to park up outside Ibrox Stadium. Outside Ibrox. So, so, so well away from Handham, and I'll always remember I took up I had a had an escort at the time. We had to park up at Ibrox and get this special bus, supporters bus, escorted bus from Ibrox down to Hamden Park. And what I always remember, which sticks in my mind about about the trip itself, a friend of mine, I can't remember the exact details about it, contacted me via some way and said, I've just seen it on the news. It's shown an escort going down from, you know, from, towards the match. And there's you on the, on the escort coming down. So it was actually, I never ever saw it, but it was as if to say it was on the news and it must have showed the England fans going down from the escort to the ground. And I'm in that escort and it was very much fancy seeing what's Gavin doing up at that game. <laughs> so I always remember that standing out on my mind. You know, that's the story. I've gone to the game itself. Get the game itself. I remember Paul Scholes scored the two. We were behind the goal. It was quite an experience. It was. It just seemed 
so different. I'd, I'd been to Hamden Park many, many years beforehand, again, just to look around when it was empty. And I've been since, you know, just to look around on a tour. The game itself, it was just surreal. It was just from going from this escort, from taking my car up, from um, parking miles away, getting an escort down, going to the game, 2-0, Paul Scholes, Keegan manager. It was just a completely surreal experience. As I say, the result was great, you know, 2-0 win. And I was still, I'm still gobsmacked I got a ticket for the game. But, you know, for England to win 2-0, you know, and it was very... They weren't really hard-pressed in the game. It, it was a good result. Scholes is there and gets away from Hendry. And Paul Scholes for England. England score first with 21 minutes gone. Oh, Scholes was there again. And it's 2-0 to England. It's the little man from Manchester United who's got them both. And England are roaring away in this playoff. Look at the supporters here. Dreadful marking by Scotland. Celebrations on the England touchline. Scotland nil, England two. What was the, the England support like? Because you're obviously outnumbered there and, and Scotland fans like to make themselves heard, don't they? Yeah, but I think it, it, it feels... I, I can't remember exactly how many it was. They have got me in mind 1,000 or 2,000. You know, the, the, the I, you know, Hamden Park sitting like a big ball and we're behind the goal. Very, It seemed very, very far away from the pitch. And it's kind of that everyone's on the left, everybody's on the right. You can see opposite. So you're in the minority. But because you're going up and you're winning 2-0, you feel absolutely marvellous. You know, it was like, that's what I'm saying. You just, you just couldn't imagine it. It was just a, a wonderful experience, you know. Was it good atmosphere after the game? Did you stick around in, in Glasgow or did you... No, wait? no. What, what, what I remember, you know, getting the, the escort back to Ibrox to pick the car up and then me driving back and was being back in Durham at half past eight at night and then having a night out in Durham and talking about it, just talking about the whole day. So we seemed to have the best of everything. Like you, you couldn't hang about. You had to get back to, to Ibrox to get in the car and then get in the road. But, you know, when I mentioned this whole experience, just surreal that you, and then by half eight at night, you're back in the northeast of England, having been to the game. It's yeah. absolutely marvellous. And you've beaten Scotland 2-0. Lovely. One of the best England games you've been to? I would say, apart from the 5-1 in Germany, which, which I went to and I will never, ever forget. So, Yes. <laughs> Right, let's go back to 2013 and a friendly between England and Scotland. I'd like to welcome Sam Goldsworthy from It's Coming Home TV, England and Burton Albion fan. Sam? How are we doing, mate? You okay? Very good, thank you. Go on, take us back to 2013. Oh, well, so at the time I was working uh, for the FA as I was in an apprenticeship role, working at St George's Park in the uh, FA Learning uh, Department, all the coaching, referee education, stuff like that. Cool. So... This was um, when, obviously, it was the 150th anniversary. Of course, um, yeah. When, obviously, we played all, you know, the you know, your Brazil, Scotland, Ireland, etc. So, yeah, the Scotland game, I think we hadn't played them for quite a while, if I remember rightly. So, it was quite a high-profile friendly, I say, 150th anniversary of the FA. So, you know, it was a big game. I can remember the Scotland allocation was, you know, humongous. I think they took up a good 20,000 tickets. Um, the atmosphere around the ground was 
you know, buzzing. It was fantastic. You know, it's never really a friendly between us two. So, you know, both sides were going out for the win. Um, and just sort of where we were, were sitting, I think we were about on the halfway line on the other side of the dugouts. So I think we were just sort of like two or three seats away from um, the lower tier of where the Scotland fans were situated. So, um, so we were quite close to them, to be fair. They make um, a noise, don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you, you know, as much as we, you know, we're lock horns with each other. There's some sometimes you just got to uh, applaud them and say that you know the support when they when they travel, like you know, like ours is absolutely fantastic. To be fair, you know, they get behind their side, and I think because you know, not again, not to be disrespectful to them, but you got these sides like Northern Ireland and Scotland, and you know, the other home nations, which maybe don't necessarily take they don't take qualifying for tournaments as a as a guarantee like we do. You know, any tournament they go to is you know, special. And I don't think, you know, any sort of result, you know, they, you know, they take it with, um, with full steam and, you know, they're absolutely fantastic. The fans are, and they really enjoy the, you know, their away days and that particular night, you know, it was 20,000 of them. You know, they obviously, they took the lead twice in the game and, you know, the atmosphere just, you know, the, the, the sound that they made when, when they scored, although obviously disappointing for us, you know, it was fantastic. If, if you're a neutral as, as to hear the, you know, the roar around the stadium, but as you say, thankfully we, uh, you know, we got the win in the end. It was a, you know, fantastic goal from Ricky Lambert. You know, considering he'd only just come on the pitch. This you know, was his first... debut as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it was his first first cap. I think he was, uh, I think he was at Southampton at the time. I think this was just before his move to Liverpool. And yeah, say so he come, he's, you know, he's banging form for Southampton. He comes on the pitch. Literally, I think within the first minute, he might have been even even less than that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he gets that header. And I can just remember going absolutely crazy. Obviously, say the Scottish fans were just to my right, so we were goading them, um, having just taken the lead for the first time in the game. And yeah, obviously that will be a memory for for Ricky Lambert that will stick out for the rest of his life, having scored in such a big, you know, big game against uh, the old enemy. Yeah, really, really, really good experience overall, and you know, just a number of, of many games against Scotland, which you know people can look back on and say it was a great, you know, great memory for for so many people. Nice one, Sam. Thank you very much. No worries. Now, next up was a game which I'm almost ashamed to say I'd forgotten about when I started thinking about this episode. But we're going back to 2014 and I'd like to welcome back to the Three Lions podcast, Dean Cornish. Hi, Dean. Hi, Russell. Good to speak to you again. Likewise. You went to this one, didn't you? Up at Celtic Park. I did. Yeah, it was brilliant, actually. It was um, my first England-Scotland away game. I'd been to a couple of home games before, certainly the one the previous year in 2013, which was a good game, and then Euro 96 as well. Um, and then obviously to get the opportunity to go to an away game in Scotland, you know, I jumped to the chance, as what? did 5,000 others. It was it was brilliant, actually. Really good couple of days and actually a really good game as well. Yes. Do you remember why it was played at Celtic Park? I think Hamden was being done up, wasn't it, at the time? Did they? Okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it was being um, redeveloped. So they played it at Celtic Park, which which actually was better for me. It was you know I think Celtic Park's got a a better atmosphere. You know you're closer to the action, and you know obviously with it being at Celtic as well, and there being I suppose a bit of beef between Celtic and and England fans, and with it coming a couple of months after Remembrance Day as well, it, I think it added to the spice of it. And even though it was only a, it was a Tuesday night game, I think so it was. Yeah. 
like normally Saturday games, you, you know, you get more up for a Saturday game maybe, but it, uh, for a Tuesday night game, the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant and, you know, it was a full house and fantastic. Yeah, I must admit, I was thinking about it and the, the atmosphere, well, at any England-Scotland game, uh, the atmosphere is great, but you're right, Celtic Park, it was, it's all nice and tight into the, uh, into the corners along the sides. There's no, not a running track, but it's not like an oval like yeah. Hamden is and, and almost like Wembley is. But yeah, I remember there was these big balloons on the, the pitch right at the very beginning. But yeah, it, it was yeah. it was a good good game. Yeah, I mean those balloons you mentioned, it was they, were, they had all the pyrotechnics out, didn't they? They really yes. went to town, Sky Sports or Celtic Park, whoever it was. But but I think the atmosphere really I mean it was always going to be a good atmosphere, as you say, Scotland, England, but the um the national anthem, the England national anthem which came first was was roundly booed wasn't it and I think that really got everyone's backs up as, as you can imagine I was just having a look on YouTube earlier on at the game and you know hearing the the boos it was you know it was almost the whole of the the Scotland end were booing the, the English national anthem and then you know England fans in return did the same to Flower of Scotland and that really sort of set it up didn't it for the atmosphere as, as it often does yeah yeah as I say England got off to a great start and that was down the other end of the ground Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain little deft header which I must admit I thought at the time it was Wayne Rooney had scored it yeah, no, it was the Ox, yeah. But amazing ball in from the left from uh, Jack Wilshire. That was when Wilshire was playing superbly. Um, you know, and I suppose living up to the, the the billing that he'd had for years as being, you know, England's future star. He, he certainly that night he was he was brilliant. Great ball in. And Alex Ockley Chamberlain, as you said, got the deftest of touches. It was one of those where you had to look look back at it a few times to check that it hadn't gone straight in. But yeah, he did get a little touch and it just nestled into the uh, bottom right hand corner. Great goal, actually. Really, yeah. really good goal. And that was so that was in the first half, as you say. Um, right. So it was at the other end of the ground to us, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Half time was was one nil. Then we uh, we came out for the second half. We were already pumped up anyway, and uh, it got got better straight away. It did. Yeah, there was. Um, I think a free kick was given away by Scotland, and the ball ended up in the box. And it was actually Andy Robertson, um, who obviously we now know as you know a, a famous player, obviously playing for Liverpool. I think he was playing for Hull City at the time. Tried to get the ball away, and it, it just didn't clear it properly. And Rooney got his head on it, and it was an amazing header from Rooney actually because he he got so much power on it from a it was a sort of standing start really. You know, very difficult to to direct the header as he did and get some power on it when it was you know one of those balls that wasn't floated across or struck across. It was just you know up in the air, and he he managed to. To you know, to jump up, get his head behind it with a bit of power, and, and and get it past the keeper. But yeah, that was brilliant, and it was just a couple of minutes, wasn't it, into the second half, and at, at our end. And you know, you always want to see England scoring goals, you know, at the end where you're where you're watching from. And yeah, it's brilliant. You know, some nice, some good um, celebrations, not but just by the players, but by the fans behind the goals. Yeah, brilliant. And we thought, yeah. well, yeah, we'll go on to win this one, but it it kind of got a bit tight towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I mean, they pulled one back. Um, I think it was about five minutes to go. But before that, I, I didn't feel like we were in any danger, really. I mean, I think they had one header that Fraser Foster had to save. But I mean, it was a routine save. But yeah, they scored with about five minutes to go. But it was at that period where, you know, towards the end of the game, when substitutions were being made, Andy Robertson, it was a very good goal, actually. He linked up well with, I'm not sure who it was, who he, who he was played in by, but it was sort of a one-two and then he sort of snuck it into the, the bottom left-hand corner. But yeah, you know, a nice goal. And at that point, I think, you know, obviously with them only being one goal behind, England then stepped up the next gear. You know, up to then, they'd just sort of, they'd sort of coasted towards the end of the game, really. But as soon as Scotland got within 
and one goal. Obviously, we had to sort of uh, step up a gear, which which we did. And the third goal that we scored was one of my favourites ever seen. I've ever seen actually. Uh, you know, watching England because it was just a brilliant team move. And obviously, it was you know against Scotland. You know, to make sure that we we won the game. Obviously, um, at our end as well. You know, Wayne Rooney scoring his I think forty sixth goal. You know, as he was closing in on the the record of of Bobby Charlton. It was brilliant. You know, just really really good to to see a, a good England goal. As in, you know, really quality goal, you know, good passing move down the right hand side involving Milner, Lalana it was, who pulled it back at the end for, for Rudy. Just just a superb goal and, and topped off a, a really good Ingler performance. Lambert to Milner, Klein to Sterling. Here's Lambert again. Now Milner getting in behind Scotland. Adam Lalana pulled back to Rooney. Brilliant, brilliant football. It's an outstanding goal for England. Great moment in front of the England fans, for the England players. Wonderful team goal, finished off by Wayne Rooney. And it was funny, actually, because England at the time actually were playing really well. You know, we'd, we'd won our previous three or four games, you know, on the back of a terrible World Cup in Brazil, where maybe some people thought Hodgson should have been sacked. You know, we, we came out for the, the qualifiers and the friendlies, um, you know, in August, September after that World Cup and played brilliantly. You know, we'd beaten Switzerland away, who were a decent side at the time. And then to get, to go out to Scotland on the back of winning the qualifier, I think against Slovenia a few days later, um, and putting a performance like that was was just superb. If only we knew what was to come a couple of years later at Euro 2016. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's the thing with Hodgson. You know, he qualified so well for, for the tournaments. And I think we won all of our qualifiers in the, in the run-up to 2016. And then obviously, you know, as we well know, we were, we were poor in the tournament. Yeah, well, let's hope this year's tournament is a lot better and we can repeat that England-Scotland result. Yes, definitely, yeah. Dean, thank you very much for your time. No worries, Russell. Okay, let's go pretty much up to date with this one. The last time England met Scotland was back on the 10th of June 2017. It was at Hamden. (coughs) Plenty of us will remember this one. CJ Joyner was there too. CJ, hello. Hello. You were there, weren't you? I was, yeah. I I was was. there too. Yeah, go on, tell us about it. It was a pretty nondescript trip, really. We we travelled up the night before and then as soon as full time went, we jumped in the car and came home. You know, we we came back to Coventry. Yeah. We didn't we didn't stay in Glasgow overnight. Um, after the game, we stayed. We we had the choice between staying there the night before or the night after. We decided the night before. We had a little bit of time in Glasgow before the um, before the game, and um, yeah, it was fairly enjoyable. I've been I've been there quite a few times for the, for the ice hockey, and um, also back in when was it was it twenty fourteen when we played at Celtic Park? I think it yeah. was. So yeah. Um, been there a few times well it's a world cup qualifier and and scotland made us welcome didn't they they did yeah um yeah i don't i don't remember much going on in the first half really second half um the ox scored after 70 minutes and then um lee griffith scored two goals by two good free kicks that seemed like they're in exactly the same position that was right and And they were they were down our end weren't they they were yeah i mean it it was almost like they won the world cup you know um (laughs) After that, and then Harry pops up right at the end with a very, very, very good header. I can't remember who put the ball into him now, but it was a crossfield ball to the to the back post. And then, um, yeah, he 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 beat. Um, I think it was 
Gordon in goal for that uh, back then, I think. Yeah, Craig um, Gordon's in goal. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good to actually play them and then give us a game. But to be fair, they did. So, yes, and they did. Yeah. There's the the pictures of of Gareth Southgate. That was probably. Obviously, it was pre-World Cup, but that was when his sort of passion came through there, didn't he? I see all the, the videos did, yeah. of him. He was jumping around. He knew what that meant, didn't he? Definitely did, yeah. And probably some Euro 96 spilling over from that back then as well, you know, into that from when we beat them at Wembley. But they Scotland genuinely thought they'd, um, they'd put one past us for the first time in a long time until Harry Kane scored that one right at the end, didn't he? It did. I mean, I remember just sitting there just thinking, oh, my word, I cannot believe this is happening. And, yeah, and then he pops up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, and he, he, he does. He, he, yeah, he did, he did a Harry Kane. And we, we celebrated that like a win, which I suppose is a bit embarrassing, really, against opponents of, of that standard. But, yeah, they, I mean, t- t- you've got to give it to them. They, they really did make a game of it. Gordon atones for his earlier error, but here's Harry Kane! It's 2-2! What a finish. England's new captain steers home the equaliser with over two and a half minutes of added time played. Hand and part silenced. Harry Kane has carried out a rescue act. And, and of course, we'll meet him again in the Euros this year. Will they give us a similar sort of game? Hopefully not. Hopefully we we give them a good hiding. We go back to you know go back to the normal what, what we'd what we'd expect. You know, maybe a nice three or four nil win there. Be nice, wouldn't it? CJ, thank you very much. No problem. Memories of England against Scotland there. Now, if that doesn't get you in the mood, I don't know what will. Thank you to Trevor Eastall, Les Gasson, Justin Dan, Gavin Hay, Sam Goldsworthy, Dean Cornish and CJ Joyner for sharing those. Obviously, as England fans, we're all hoping for a similar result. I don't know about you, but I'll take a scrappy last-minute 1-0. Wherever you're watching the game, enjoy it. Thank you for listening. There are plenty more Three Lions podcasts available at your podcast provider of choice. Be great to know what you thought of it. Let me know as we're on all the usual social media channels. Just search Three Lions Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the tournament and I'll catch up with you again very soon. Cheers. Cheers.